I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, welcome to This Might Help with Matt Bronger, the advice podcast that you shouldn't take seriously at all. Honestly, if you need <laughs> clinical help, get it. I get it. I talk to my therapist, Alan, every two weeks. Uh, except when I'm on vacation, I won't talk to him that much, so I might get a little loopy. But hey, I hit a crisis, I can text him or call him. Um, with that said, uh, I love having guests on who I have not met. It's always awesome because I get to talk to them and meet them, and then we get to you know coalesce with our experiences. So I have uh, Anna Rubinova. Did I say it right? Yes. Yes, okay. you did. And Adam Bozarth. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. Okay, of Left Handed Radio. Welcome, guys. How are you? Thanks for having us. Doing well. How are you? Doing good, man. I'm, I'm in a hotel in um, New York. So this is how all hotel rooms look in New York. They're about an eight foot by eight foot square plus a bathroom that my wife and I are sharing and uh she's here on business so she had to she has to do a zoom and so she's like I she had to kick herself out and go downstairs she's um, in the business center yes no she totally is she totally is um where are you guys right now we're in LA in Thai town where we where All we right. live where we have lived nice. for five years although you know last year's <laughs> does last year count yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, yeah, well, that joke is stale, but also I don't want it to count. I refuse to let it count <laughs> and I, I won't. Yeah, I don't think I, I've got a birthday in a month and I think I'm staying uh, uh, 46. You know, I'm not going to go up, I think. I think it's I think that's a wash. So, yeah. And I, I, <laughs> I had two special. pandemic birthdays. I had two because I'm, 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 I'm in March. So it was like number one. And here you go. Here's another one. Wow. Yeah. Boom. Like, did you, well, <laughs> let's talk about your show real quick. Um, I kind of described it uh, to listeners as a, like an old, like old timey radio, but satire. But now does that make, is that correct? Because I think old timey radio to me was like watching a movie with your eyes closed. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, sure. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So how do you pitch it? Let's just say to people. <laughs> uh, old-timey radio but satire but now that's usually what we say right. um there's right. something very similar to that on our website yeah yeah like old-timey radio newfangled devices something to that effect but um you're absolutely right um it's that plus it's whatever we want that week oh cool yeah like, okay if we meet a weird person <laughs> weird as in you know overly aggressive yeah they they become a character they in become the show. a character in our show <laughs> that's how we've dealt with this last year that's how we've uh been able to attain catharsis <laughs> in our darkest moments it's yeah. like hey that was a weird thing to say oh my god that's brilliant <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just go ah. for it. i find i find it's like even if something you know kind of it pisses me off or offends me or something's you know it's like my first reaction is kind of to, to laugh at the absurdity of it you know like not mm -hmm. you know uh laughing at like oh that was that was mean yes i love mean shit it's more like holy hell well that happened you know and that's kind of like my catharsis <laughs> sort of yeah thing. is that how you uh write your jokes is that do you take you know, inspiration from real life in that way yeah, I, I I have a lot of jokes. A lot of my stuff is very story based. 
And it's stuff mm. where kind of like, boy, you won't believe this happened, but it happened. And I kind of just tell the story and I kind of play the characters in the situation. I, I have a joke um, called Wildcatten and this this popular, this, this, this woman in uh, New Orleans came into a bar at like after, at like 2 a.m. wasted drunk. And we had this lovely uh, older uh, gay male bartender who she called the F word and she was so drunk and he, he, he called the cops. And, you know, not to do the whole joke, but like in Chicago, where I was living at the time, cops show up when you call them. I was, I was a bartender. And like you woke them from a nap. Like what? 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 <laughs> but this cop came in like, you know, uh, Griffith on Mayberry, just happy. And, and how you doing? Like, because all the bartenders and all the cops, that's their whole business. And the guy got the lady out there and she was screaming and he was like holding her like a bird. Like he was flailing so hard. And he got up. <laughs> And he says to the to the bar, like, don't mind her. She's just wildcatting. And I was like, wow, what a crazy term for just being insanely drunk. And people are now are like, oh, my daughter's just wildcatting. My wife, she sure is wildcatting. <laughs> but it's like the thing that they forget, which I love, is that she said the most horrible thing to this man who just yeah. right. he was like, honey, I'm not serving you. And she's like, oh, well, you, you're just a fat, you know. And I was like, we're all like, uh-huh. It's that moment of like, no. Yeah. And the cop showed the guy didn't even blink, he just called the cop and the cop showed up and got her out of there and it was like, Oh my god, that moment turned into magic. But it it does strike me as funny that it's like my daughter's wildcat and it's like, Oh, she's using a, a gay slur. <laughs> like you're you're discounting the possibility that that is the case and they're saying, dude, Matt, my daughter oh. is a terrible person and I don't know what to do. Oh my god. My my daughter's eleven months old, and it's like, I God, what is her first word? Please, nothing like that. You know, you, but you can't. You know, we don't say anything like that around her. Never would. But she might hear some crazy person on the street. With, with YouTube now and the youth, you never know. I, I got to imagine we're not we're not parents, um, but just there's got to be things that like there's not in any book that you can find, yeah. and like. I, I, don't, I don't know if you have any story like that. Like, just like, well, that was, no one said that. Like, absolutely mm -hmm. nobody told me this would happen. She's flying. That's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, it's, for me, it's more the, the, um, like, protester anti-cop techniques that she uses were like, you know, in the 60s, <laughs> like, where protests my parents would go to, you go limp and the cop has to drag uh -huh. you. Like my kid just does that, <laughs> he throws her body and you're like, come on, stop, stop. Like it was like a weight bag that moves its weight violently around. So you're just like, I, oh Jesus, Jesus. So that's probably the big one. Like, but you guys are married, correct? Uh, or are you just- No, we're, uh, are we even common law I, at this point? Yeah, I guess we're common law. I don't know. We don't know what the we're, rules we're are. comedy married. We're comedy married. It's been 13 years. Comedy married. Yeah, like it's okay. funny to go like, uh, you know, the wife needs me back to do a chore okay. or yeah. something like that, but yeah. um, nothing official, I mean, nothing on paper. I never really look into people's personal lives before they come on the show. So I'm basically, this is just, you know, my assumption because of your 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 chemistry, like you seem oh. like a couple, but so you just oh, do, you do it, I'm saying, but you basically do just do comedy together. Well, no, we are, we are partnered. We are just okay. uh, not official. Gotcha. Um, the, I, I, I guess, I, I mean, this speaks to us just being broke millennials. We've yeah. never, um, we've, you know, the idea of a wedding. Yeah. Just, right. It never, it never occurred to me like that is something you need to do. And then on top of that, yeah. um, 
sorry, our connection's unstable, I think. Um, uh, no, it's, I mean, the, the thing is, the audio is coming through fine. We're, we're freezing a little bit, but that's, you know, people oh. don't watch this as much oh. as they listen to it. Oh, is he fixing something? Yeah, Renee says it's cool. We're just, uh, we're going to plug in directly, though, just in case. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, okay. we can. We, cool. Great. Leave all this in, Renee. This is great. Yeah, Renee, this, this is, is hot. This is gold. Let's leave it all. I, I was just going to say, like, what, you know, I refer to myself as a recession millennial because, like, I did graduate college 2008. Mm -hmm. And from that point on, it's been touch and go. Um, yeah. I didn't, that's how I got into comedy. I couldn't find a real job, which mm -hmm. is not something, which <laughs> yeah. is, you know, it, it's ridiculous when you say it, but that's, that's just the reality of it. So um, neither of us has ever had insurance through employment long enough to justify marriage. Uh, well, I, I mean, I did, but back at a point where I was like, I want out of this job. Let yeah. me go, let, let me go right on a prank show or anything but this, sure. you know? And, uh, but yeah, it's been basically one of those things where it's like, well, you need money to get married, don't you? And- yeah. Or yeah. sometimes it's cheaper to stay single, which is, I I, I mean, I, I remember, uh, um, you know, during a, a a hard point in the recession, uh, my mom thinking sh she might separate from my father so she could get insurance. Like this was before Obamacare. Um, yeah. And that was a, you know, that was a possible yeah. idea, you know, and she just couldn't take it. She was very like embarrassed by, yeah. the, by the thought of course, but like, you know, that's, that's the world we live in. Yeah, it is. We I will say, my wife and I got married in a courthouse and then yeah. we, we threw a party for all our friends the next day and that's where the money went. You know, that's where we put all the money. We did, we weren't going to do it the church thing or anything like that. Or, uh, uh, and our other friends, we, we flew to San Francisco with them and married in city hall. Cause it's gorgeous. And it was like San Francisco trip, but it was like, other than the hotel and the plane tickets, yeah, that was it. So you can, you can get married and it is like a, it's good, like a tax benefit. So you know, I'm just putting a lot of pressure on Adam to do the right thing. And uh, no, I mean, we we were in ba we we drove from uh, New York to Los Angeles to move here five years ago, and I wow. feel like when we stopped in Vegas, uh, I floated the idea like, you know, we could just <laughs> <laughs> then you did it oh, anyway. You did the right thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, I think we we maybe got together with the sort of like the idea that like neither of us wanted to get married. We, sure. well, I was also was 21. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what you <laughs> I It was ages ago. John kidding, by the way, about the do the right thing. Like, I have friends and relatives who aren't married that have kids and have, are sure. like, it's like, it's, there's no should as far as See, I'm right. That's how punk I was, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's what I wanted. That's what I envisioned. Like, sure. five sure. children, but unmarried to stick oh. it to, you know, stick it to the government. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> Stick it to the Lord, whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. Take whatever that, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, how yeah. was the drive from New York? What we, we lost our minds and drove to Boston uh, uh, about a year ago with a six week old, a little less than a year, obviously. But, mm. uh, and just during the pandemic, because California and Oregon caught fire. So we couldn't go right. see my parents and we went to see hers. Um, but like, was, was it, I look back on it going, holy shit, I can't believe I did that. I don't yeah. regret it. 
but I'll never do it again. Is that how you guys feel about your trip? <laughs> I would kill to do it again. Yeah. It was really? one of those wow. things where I was like, I was kind of nervous about it because it, it was a week or so. We also had to like get here on a deadline because we had meetings. So this is an industry thing that's, uh, you know, <laughs> and your show is very industry heavy sometimes, you know, it's we appreciate so that. Um, we, we, you know, I, we, we know we're playing with the big guys here. We, we know totally. who we're talking yeah, to. They're all, they're all listening. Yeah. Um, so very randomly through the podcast, we had sold, um, a web series at some point in New York and forgot about it. Um, we, we <laughs> had, well, we had, we had pitched, um, a half hour pilot to comedy central two years before moving here. Okay. Nothing happened. We were like, okay, well, certainly something else will not, it didn't. Um, and so we move, we, 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 we go, we have to move to LA. We have to get out of New York. Um, there's nothing for us here, right? Let's just go. Let's take the plunge. A lot of people we knew that moved to LA had moved with a job already. And we're like, that's not going to happen. We got to go. We got to, we got to take the, you know, take a risk. And, um, I want to say two weeks before mm -hmm. we're actually getting on the road here. Um, we, we've already told our landlord we're leaving. We leased a car. We, we planned this two week drive to see the country. This is our big trip. We're going to see the country. We're going to, we're going to take our time. We're going to take our time. We're going to live in hotels. We're going to, you know, we're, ah. we'll, we'll, we'll see the, you know, um, yeah. What, what was the Colorado Springs? Oh, we went to Glenwood Springs in Colorado. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. spend like five days there. You know, we're, see we're, my family in Illinois. See his family in Illinois. We're gonna do all this stuff. Um, the the guy calls us up and he goes, uh, "So we got we we just got signed with CAA, and um, they looked at all of our IP and they like your thing. We're gonna we're gonna actually take it out like in three weeks. Uh, we're going to LA." baby and we're like we're already heading there like cool <laughs> the 11th like no 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 <laughs> yeah so it was like a bad dad it was like a it's like a a dumber cannon cannonball run you know sure. yeah we uh, got here in eight days with a hamster in the back yeah of the car. we i had a pet hamster at the time so okay. uh she yeah. made less noise than an 11 month year old human baby would, but uh, well, was... we had to hide her. I don't think you have to hide a baby when you go to a hotel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> luggage and stuff. You don't have to hide a baby. Sure. One of you would sneak around the back and go up the stairs, kind of I... thing. One hundred percent, yes. Totally. With a cage. I... I get it. Yeah, I mean, and everything fell apart. Our su every sublet that we had lined up fell fell to pieces. Um, yes, of one guy was like, Oh, you can stay in our garage. And then he's like, actually my sister wants, wants it or what happened? That always happened. What happened? Oh, I'm so sorry. Can you, <laughs> I heard can no you difference. You, you guys oh, are here. Yeah, no, my, my headphones went out. Oh, okay. That's cool. it's okay. We're so sorry, Renee. Keep, keep that in too, Renee. Also you talking, keep that hot stuff. Let, let's keep that. Um, what are you guys focusing on now in terms of kind of what's what's keeping you going? What what are you looking forward to? Uh, it could be, you know, anything. I've just kind of like lately been talking to friends about that, about like what's because I always have to have like what there's something I'm really psyched about, you know, that's coming up or, you know, something in the world that I'm enjoying. 
Um, I know it's a fastball. Five years. <laughs> the last five. Well, I guess now recently, I think a lot of what a lot of what I think I'm getting a lot of energy from is doing the show again. Mm-hmm. Um, because like our sh- we started doing um, left-handed radio in October of 2010, and we had uh, a bigger group. It was a, like a actual sketch comedy group, and we had uh, our friends Matt Little and Dan Chamberlain, Taylor Moore. Um, Brett White as well coming in here and there and um, that's like the first iteration of it and then you know people get opportunities and and want to do other things and we kept just kind of maintaining the show Mm -hmm. and so there's like there too we got yeah I think we got we psyched ourselves out of it because we're like well people are leaving our sketch group you know it's also like it's also like hard work you know what i mean as far as like what a podcast is you know like what we're doing now is is easy breezy it's just great to sit and talk to somebody you haven't met before and have a great conversation but we're like you know writing scripts and revising them producing them and it's just we're a two-person operation let's not not discount you know renee here like we also we also produce (laughs) talk podcasts and over over I'm sorry Renee during the pandemic it has been as difficult to do an interview podcast as sometimes just a sketch sure because, yeah because of like connectivity issues edits um bad audio like so much yeah the, this this last year has changed podcasting entirely everyone decided to get one and it's also harder to do right. and that's actually one of the reasons we revived our show because we were producing so many shows that uh, for people who didn't even want to do it, they just yeah. felt like they had to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, you know the type. I mean, maybe, maybe you've probably been on a couple of those where you're just like, why, why do you want to oh, do this? God, at the beginning, <laughs> maybe this isn't for you. At the beginning of the <laughs> podcast land rush, let's just say, maybe like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like on the, I was, I was on the road and for some reason I was playing Florida a lot back then and uh, you know, not slighting Florida. Thank thank God for them booking me a lot, but each club I went to, and this isn't just Florida, but I, Florida stands out because of one instance, they all had like whoever was working their sound or something do a podcast. And mm-hmm. like they, these did be me and this kid, 23 year old or something. And he's mm. just like, set up the mics, get the sound right. And then, so were you always funny or like, did, is this something you started? When did you start? You're like, I'm not even like, it it, it was just, and then we got through it and I'm just picking this guy up off the, he keeps falling on and picking him up. I'm setting him up. I'm trying to make it interesting. He's like, "Hmm." he's doing this. Like you can't see him, but he's like, "Hmm, stop it. Don't talk about me. And like, when we're done, I was like, we've made it through. And like, I think I high-fived him or something. He's like, all right, thanks, man. And then next week he sent, when it came out, he sent an angry email to like my reps about why didn't, why isn't he promoting this podcast? Why isn't he posting the episode? And I'm like, cause it's a train wreck. Like I'm doing you guys a favor. It was a terrible idea, but that was everywhere where it was kind Ugh. of, I, I kind of compare it to when I moved to LA, Dane Cook was the biggest star on the scene, oh, right? Yeah. And so you had all these agents whose handsome male actors weren't getting roles. 
you know, and uh, which is always a, a problem for us. Adam, you know. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. You thank know, you. Classically handsome men like us and beautiful women like yourself. I've always, no. Wait, it, wait, how does this, what's the logic here? Does that no, mean I'm ugly? <laughs> no, you're, you're gorgeous. We're, and I'm, this, the joke is I'm not that handsome. Hey guys. You're no, both I'm, very handsome. Look, we're all very hot. If, if this was a we're person and you but, weren't married, it wasn't a kid and we were married, it would be different. This isn't soak up the night, Bronger. This is <laughs> you mean 20, 20, exactly. Bronger. This is curly, um, but <laughs> I, uh, uh, Anyway, so you had these actors whose agents told them to try stand-up to get seen. Oh, yes. And <laughs> I remember going up with these guys, and I, I felt bad because they're up there just like, they're, I feel like beautiful people generally, they tend to think they're kind of interesting because people listen to them because they want to be around them or have sex with them, generally speaking. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. these guys are up there and they have all this confidence and it's just doing, you're just digging holes on the stage. And it, it was brutal. I was just like, watch, stop, stop. Like, don't just hip pocket these guys and go, yeah, work for Dane. Cause it's like, you know, people make fun of Dane and stuff, but he is a funny person. So it's like, I, you know, I, but, <laughs> and like, I get it. If you're not a fan and everything, I be like, I kind of tend to go, well, let me look at the okay, the better side of this and all that. But like, I'm just talking about these guys that were not good. And I, well, well first of all, I don't know what Dan Cook is up to now, but you know, neither do I. We, were, we were all huge fans of him when he, when he yeah. landed on the scene. I mean, he was a, he was a sensation. Like, I think he was the first person to use social media. In, he was. In, in the most brilliant way. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it was Facebook at the time or MySpace maybe. But... I remember MySpace. seeing a story where he went into an agent's office and it, and they're like, well, why should I hire you? And he logs into AOL Instant Messenger and there's just thousands of pop-ups immediately of like, hey, yeah. Dane, what's going on? He's like, uh -huh. I was probably one of those kids. Yeah, I, I remember chatting with him on, on AIM, weirdly. Yeah, he... But, Anyway, he was the first one to have a podcast or excuse me, uh, a website well run. Like he yeah. spent something godly, like 20 grand in like, you know, mid, you know, 2000s or something that went, which is like, a you know, 75,000 now or something where I was just like, what? <laughs> I remember seeing that figure and being like, I don't think I'll ever have $20,000. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, Dane Cook and Eugene Merman had the best websites. That I oh god that the marvelous crooning child the eugene yes. was like, <laughs> i just remember being like that is so wonderful like i love i i love that because you're just doing what you think is hilarious and you were not advised at all yeah. and that is not an inexpensive like anim you know <laughs> animation Probably like a flash animation yeah. Yeah, that... yeah what do you think it is about comedy people because i remember hearing that conversation a lot about like you know, everybody deriding Dane Cook for getting a website and everybody, I think also maybe like Jimmy Pardo getting a little bit of crap for starting Never Not Funny before anybody did a podcast or whatever. And it's like, what is it about comedians who are supposed to be tuning into what the truth of life is, but then they, yes. when confronted with change, they go, no, I don't want to do that. I, I I think it's just it's just ego because our we're already driven you know performers are driven by our egos generally speaking at least partially and you know for my generation it was YouTube stars 
And a lot of people, a lot of my peers were furious that these people were being called comedians. But I'm like, we're stand-up comedians. They're YouTube comedians. It's still comedians. It's still people that are funny. Yeah. And a lot of the comedy is done by the editor. So these the editors should be famous for making these people have timing, mm. you know. But uh, uh, <laughs> I just learned to not be, to just go, it's not for me if I'm not a fan of it. I mean, some stuff people make, I just, I don't really get it. But I'm like, there are people that don't get me. That every comic who's ever done a late night set has waded through comments of like, are you kidding me? This guy sucks. Even when, you know, you're, you're, you could be killing. I had a guy on MySpace just write me a whole thing when I did The Tonight Show, which I killed. And he wrote me a whole thing about like, you step, stepped up to the plate with the bases loaded and struck out. You know, how's that feel? The Tonight Show makes comedians, which, yeah, it did in the 80s. Yeah, Not my when there was two you know, shows, I, yeah, it, it, it's a nice it little trophy of, for yourself. But it like, never I, ends. It never ends. I'm so sorry to interrupt you, please. No, no, no. My my whole point was, I was looking at it. He was like a grandpa. I was looking at his pictures, and he's with his grandkids, and it's like, how did I get so lucky? I'm like, what? Why is this guy <laughs> me so much? It's just like you just gotta, you know. No matter what, but but to answer your question, ego. I think it's yeah. just ego. Yeah. It's like There's, they don't do the way I like it, so it sucks. But but that's always been the case, and that's why I was like, it never ends. It never ends. Um, no, no. Like you think you think of vaudeville, like those those yeah. people had to like be gymnasts and yeah. And, yeah. and and have perfect pitch. And you had to sing. You had to dance. You had, had to take a punch. They had to do synchronized swimming. <laughs> like yeah. Um, and 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 I admire stand-ups, especially the really uh, skilled ones, because I just don't have the confidence to stand on stage and 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 shout my opinions or or takes on you know at people. Yeah. Not not that everyone shout like, I mean it. How else do you get hurt? I guess <laughs> I, I don't even know. But I, um, think, I I used to I used to like yell so much that you mentioned soak up the night. That album is half yelling. And I uh, remember doing a record, playing this, this friend had a show at a record store and you just stood on this giant wooden crate above people standing in the aisles of this record store. And it would fill, it was like super alt comedy. And I remember getting through the set and I'm yelling and yelling and you know, I'm doing okay, but some people are still looking at records, not a good sign. And then that Galifianakis gets up after me and pulls out a notepad and just calmly on the mic goes, hey, can you guys keep it down please? And they went like <laughs> silence, silence. You know, it was like, you know, a uh, uh, Stalin or something just went. <laughs> hey, we, we have to be quiet, our, 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 our Lord and master. And it wasn't, he wasn't even, you know, that the hangover hadn't come out. Like he was definitely popular, but it wasn't like, oh my God, look who's here. But because he was like, hey, can we just guys? And everyone's like, oh, okay, cool. I'll listen. Yeah, there's, there's comedy. I thought that yelling guy was just crazy. It was, it was, <laughs> I, was, I was, I was jealous, but I was also like, man, that's, I love that he had the confidence to do that. He has yeah. a mastery over blinking as well. I feel it, it my, I, I'm imagining him just like very calmly staring everybody down as he's oh, whispering. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, ab absolutely. But yeah, there's YouTube, YouTube comics, um, now there's then there were, were uh, Vine stars. 
Yeah. Oh, now okay. there's TikTok houses. I don't know what's next, but it's coming. I guess, I guess yeah. clubhouse, whatever, you know. I guess. Yeah. I guess. But I'm waiting clubhouse for the comedian that just does photos of themselves and that's it. That's the only thing they do. I think Whoa. you mentioned vaudeville. We need to go back to that where a guy just falls down the stairs for like 10 minutes or like uh, there were people that all they would do is dance to like a record would play and they would do funny dances and make faces the whole time. For like, yeah, oh. Jerry, Jerry Lewis, his his act was he would put yeah. on a record and then lip sync to it by making faces. Yes. And then <laughs> and then one night Dean Martin comes on and just grabs the record and smashes it. <laughs> That's the act. Yeah. And 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 they got together because, you know, back then the mob ran all entertainment. And the mob <laughs> guys were like, we need like a two-man comedy uh, thing for tonight. And they were like, no, I'm doing comedy. And then Dino's going to sing after me. And they're like, what I just said was, we need two-man <laughs> And they, so they were like, uh, and they just, they thought of all the vaudeville routines they knew and wrote them all down. And their stage chemistry was so well, it just it blew up but like it's like if not for this mob guy who was going to kill them like they never would have got together as an act which is hilarious okay we have to take a break now and after that we'll return with the history of stand-up <laughs> history I, I had wayne fetterman on who wrote that who wrote the book the history oh, of sure. Oh, like, sure. yeah so we, we 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 did that already and i'm sorry not to <laughs> I just I love that story. I, I never get sick of it. They're like, yeah, you're a stand-up kind of guy. Uh, that's where the word came from. Uh, everybody's having fun here. Like, I sure. can't get enough of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you never hear that one. Um, so I gotta ask, do you guys get asked? And I ask everybody that comes on this because mm. I started this podcast. I'm not even sure why, because I don't really get asked advice that much. But it's fun mm. to. I think this is more. It's more for the callers to kind of vent. Because generally speaking, I will say as a disclaimer, people generally know what they should do. They kind of just want to hear us say it sometimes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, but sometimes we'll get a, a wacky one. I mean, I, the one I mentioned all the time is the time a guy called in and him and his roommates were on acid and they had a, a possum in the attic. And the guy was like, should I go up there with boxing gloves and catch it? And my first thing was, this isn't live, bro. Uh, so I, I hope you did the right thing and did not go near that attic. Um, you know, so we get, we get curveballs. but, uh, I always ask guests, like, do you guys get asked that? Do you get asked advice? Like, Hey, uh, what do you think I should do? Blah. Has, has someone on acid asked me what to do with an invading? No, acid? just any, any advice. I mean, sure. That, that, what, what, you know, I was asking, but what you just said too, if that's the thing. I mean, not to toot my own horn, but uh, sometimes uh, a young a, a young uh, woman with an interest in podcasting will reach out to me and ask me some some questions. Usually, they want to be a producer, mm, yeah. um, and uh, that's been a recent development. I think the pandemic has, uh, you know, yeah. instilled a, a healthy sense of panic in the in the young ones, and that's mm, why yeah. they they're reaching out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh in that sense yes um but i don't know i think i think more people should ask me for advice to be honest. <laughs> i mean you uh, seem really yeah. smart so i think that i would second oh. that too yeah no she is she is i i i, I don't get uh, uh, solicited for advice as much i feel like a, a people used to like 
I think what I think people kind of like, I don't know what it is, if it's like my look or general demeanor, but I feel like people will unload their problems or issues at me at a yep. moment's notice. Yep. Like, I think I have like, you know, airline clerk face or something like that, where it's just when people are angry and it's that and it's like, and you know what, just like my dad, you're not listening. I'm like, oh, okay. I, you know, I look at you and it's, it's, it's maybe your face is part of it, but it's also your demeanor and your voice. You strike me as a, like a progressive school teacher in the fifties. They're in a small town and they're someone you're, you're, and they're just like, well, I, I don't know why I can't play with the, with the, with the black kids down the street. And you're like, you know what, Raymond, you can you sure as hell can. You can. Probably shouldn't tell your father I said this, but you know, like you're that guy. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you about real life for a second. Like that's how you strike me, which is very cool. We're all yeah. in the brotherhood of man, son. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. He said something about brotherhood of man, dad. And, <laughs> and I like boys. And he says that's fine. Yeah, exactly. And then the next um, week, he's uh, he's in prison for smoking a joint in, on, in his own for, house. For being a communist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that commie teacher of yours. You nailed it. I feel a socialist. Um, okay, well, uh -huh. if I don't listen to the, the calls ever. Uh, Renee much. listens to them, and he picks the, the goodies. So uh, are you guys ready to hear the first call? Hell yeah. Roll? All yes. right. Roll the first call, Renee. Hey Matt, um, I need advice on how to discover your passion. I guess I've been a waiter for years, and uh, you know I, I want to advance my life. I have a lot of hobbies, a lot of things that I love to do. I love comedy. Um, I like to write. I like to paint. I like to build things. But there's nothing that I'm just like super passionate about that I need like you know have to follow like you know I you know my my interests are spread around and uh I don't know I I guess I want to know how do you figure out like what it actually truly is and how to take that leap of faith towards following that passion Sorry if I rambled too much but... Oh ah just I squeaked. What was his name again? Did he say? No, not that I heard. No. I, okay. I do. I will say I get the sweetest people. You know. Um, yeah. It's, that was his, yeah. That guy seems like he's in real turmoil, and that yeah. it's a really great question. I get people call in and go, "This is probably dumb." It's like that's a great question. That's a really good that's, question. That's almost too good of a question, not for this podcast, but just you know. It is. This 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 is like a whole. Um, like I, I wish I had two weeks to to think about it and then come mm -hmm. back and and have totally. lunch with this person and and ask them more questions. Like, yeah. you like painting? What kind of painting do you do? Is it is it digital? Is it is it on canvas? Is it some? Is it you know? Do you paint murals? Like what what you know specifically? What is it that? Yeah. You're up to. Yeah. I, I will I say the joy of this podcast is is we just shoot from the hip and we don't go yeah. So just whatever, whatever you're thinking, guys. You know, I think this perfect. is, I think this is a great question for us since we are fairly, you know, multifaceted as, as creators, like we do the podcast and we do a, a lot of animation stuff. And, you know, it, it comes from like a, a place where we have like little 
passions that we follow here and there. And I guess my first impression is like, it sounds like he has passions. Like he, he likes to build things. He likes to paint. He likes to comedy. And I understand that like, it does feel like uh, when you're saying like, I want to follow a passion, it feels like you're saying like, I'm going to go on a path to become the best this right. or that or whatever. Right. And really it's not that it is finding time to put as much of those things in your day, every day, uh, uh, you know, like a little bit of painting, a little bit of building joke writing or whatever it is that whatever your outlet is. I think if you need, uh, I think what would help is just um, asking if he asked himself like, what kind of project do I want to do? Do I want to make a mural eventually? Do I want to make a big canvas? Do I want to write a whole, you know, five minutes to go test out someplace or anything like that? Like putting a, de a definite, like, I want to make this thing and do this with it. Um, mm -hmm. It sounded like he was asking for permission to quit his server job to, to do it full pursue time. Yeah. his passions but but also wasn't sure which one to go with and i would say that it's not a thing anymore yeah you you can't be one thing uh nobody yeah. has that that luxury anymore right you're you're a stand-up actor writer podcaster you know <laughs> <laughs> like everything right and ev everybody's a multi-hyphenate now and that's great yeah because uh you know that I sort of think about like teachers I've had in improv who were very good at improv and not good at anything else. And sure. they would always, um, you know, deride people who, who had any sort of deviation. Oh. It, was, it was, it was so strange for them to like, yeah. you're, you should focus on improv or you're not good enough at improv. Why don't you quit right quit, now? Quit altogether. Quit altogether. And, and you're like, well, what about, I'm good at YouTube. So I'm, no, 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 mm. that's not real. So, um, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Now people understand that's, that's a fallacy. Um, we just talked about it and, um, there's got to be maybe a new art form that you can create and be passionate about and maybe maybe once you find it and it all locks into place you'll feel like you can leave your old life but at the same time i would also say you know everybody needs um a financial lifeline you need yeah. you need a job to support um your art because it is really difficult to make money as an artist yeah don't let that be your barometer I, I am phenomenally lucky that I make a living doing stand-up com comedy. Phenomenally lucky. Um, and I'm still, I won't say bottom barrel, but it's like I get frustrated by not having done better as long as I've been doing it. But at the same time, I haven't had a day job since I was 2000, in 2008. And that's incredible. But to your point, that's really the only thing I make money off of. I do, mm -hmm. you know, some of it's residuals from albums. Um, you know, but writing a little, if I sell something, which is rare, acting even littler, acting is like a scratch ticket. Hey, I got this dumb role. That's right. a pay, you know, but it's like, that's not any real difference than being a waiter and doing all four of those other things, but making money yeah. off being a waiter. It really yeah. isn't different. It's still a yeah. job. You have to show up for every day. And, uh, to Adam's point, 
it doesn't have to be something you die for. You're thinking passion too strongly. You're thinking it in the dime store novel style. Like think yeah, of it, just say it out loud what you like. I really like to draw. I really like to act, whatever it is. And then the last thing I'll say, find other people like yourself who yes. you'd like to just talk about create, creativity with yeah. and just meet every Sunday. Hey guys, let's all get coffee and talk about stuff we're making. You know, these can be yeah. your yeah. friends, these can be the group you put together. But that's how, you know, you you can you can by by sharing and by yeah. someone going, oh, I really like this, or I think you were better at this than this, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. cool, and just don't and put if, any pressure on the, it. If the if the specific job is soul crushing, if it is a toxic environment, and you're just you just feel stuck in this specific waiting job. Yeah, that you will need to address first. Yeah, totally. You know, you you might need to get a, a job at a different restaurant. And obviously, right now, um, with COVID, that um, that entire industry is is in shambles. You can't. You totally. know, it, it it's on. It's now yeah. it's un, unreliable and dangerous. And you're mm -hmm. dealing with people who don't believe in science. Um, so if you do, I mean it you could have a career change right now while still making art but it doesn't mean that you're the that you go artist full time yeah maybe you're no. you get a paralegal job yeah. or um yeah you know yeah. something something mm -hmm. to sustain you so that you are not mad at yourself that you made the wrong decision because your passions yeah. are never yeah. the wrong decision it's just the the wrong situation yeah. if that makes sense that's exactly right so Awesome. One one practical thing, we can, really yes. quickly, a practical thing that helped me is get a paper calendar that you put on your wall. And every time, every day that you do something that you're passionate about, like if you paint or you yeah. do whatever it is, just put an X in that day and then try to keep that streak going. And the more you keep that streak going and, and you have also a a physical record that you can look at at a moment's notice mm. and you can see you can give yourself credit and feel that uh, build of of creative energy and see like i have been doing it this long i've kept it up and i am this i am this thing i'm passionate about i am an artist i am a comedian i am a writer because i've yes. been doing the work that's that's perfect because you're 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 like incentivizing yourself that way in a yeah. really fun exciting way so that's perfect so, hope that helps man don't be sad this is a common problem uh, okay let's roll the uh, caller number two hi matt this is ryan uh from iowa uh, my question is um uh my girlfriend was having trouble with her hair not doing so well. She uh, colored it, cut it short, still not happy. Uh, super upset about it. I ended up trying to get a haircut and a beard trim also. Uh, and she called me insensitive for trying to groom myself uh, during her kind of um, not having a good time with her, with her image. Um, was I insensitive or um, should I get a haircut? Thank you. 
here's the thing. This this feels like this feels like, and I don't want to accuse Ryan of anything, but it feels like this is not the complete conversation. <laughs> feels like a trash. Bingo with his name. I I I think that like there's more than more than what's going on here. I, but let's take him at his at face value. If she's having that issue and you need to just trim your, you know, whole thing up anyway, like we all need to get groomed, right? So she's getting mad at grooming. That's yeah. Very weird. Well, how, I mean, how distressed is she in that moment? If she's crying on the floor, and then you, you know, start, and you start <laughs> like perfectly quaffing yourself in front of her, saying, like, look, it's easy. Why can't you be me? Why aren't you beautiful <laughs> like me? Then maybe yeah. that's the problem. But um, I don't know. If, if you have the means, maybe, maybe uh, treat her to a color correction. Yeah. Yeah, have a person. I mean, I I had my guy come to my backyard and cut my hair a couple times. Just paid him extra. Most most stylists will do that. It'll cost you a little more, but find you know be like I I want to make this right. So find a person, your dream person, you know, and I'll spend a couple hundred dollars to get your hair fixed. Whatever you need, I think if 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 she's taking it that hard and if it doesn't which I'm with you, Adam, there, there's something underneath. There's some, there's, I think there's something, it's not just the haircut. It's haircut is the tip of the iceberg, I think, in terms of some kind of, yeah. It's, it's their relationship to each other that's confusing to me because her yeah. getting a, a, a bad haircut or giving herself a bad haircut, that makes sense. Him needing to get a haircut, that makes sense. Her being mad at him doesn't, so. Um, we, we need more information, but otherwise, yeah, either spring for the color correction for her or... Or, you know what, just maybe it's one of those things where, like, she does have some other issue going on besides what she's uh -huh. saying, and you do need to maybe right. have a longer conversation to tease out what is actually underneath. I think we've all been in a place where, like, we've been very unreasonable and we all say something at the wrong moment about something that you don't actually give a shit about you're just in pain and uh you know you need to have a conversation to get to the bottom of it and it takes a little bit it it just and it could exacerbate the issue if you're just like let's let's just go get a haircut let's do this or that i think, I think we're overthinking it Maybe. i think i think he needs to catfish her as a more attractive man he needs to compliment her. <laughs> he needs to make her fall in love with that man. Um, and then, um, you know, she'll feel better about herself. A distraction. And then forever yeah. she'll have this story of what could have been. And yeah. uh, she'll treasure take it all. Take, take a personal ad out saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm not in love with my wife anymore. I like pina coladas getting caught in the rain. <laughs> You guys, she'll exactly. listen, she'll read your ad and you'll find each other and go, I never knew that you like pina coladas and you'll be together. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, but catfishing is the way that's perfect. But it's usually yeah. the answer to most problems. Yeah. It really is. It really is. <laughs> um, so, uh, ho hope you got the real answer in there, caller, uh, and hope you, you understand sarcasm. Uh, thanks it's for just calling in. Uh, just to <laughs> fucking do it. All right. <laughs> so, but, Let's hear, are, are you ready for our final call? Yes. Sure. 
We always do three, exactly three. So uh, roll it. Matt Bronger. All right. So I know Hi. your relationship status, I mean, with girls, you know, growing up, you weren't necessarily in a lot of relationships. And I, I can totally confide in that. Like, I can relate like, I'm 35 years old. My last girlfriend was 14 years ago. And you know what's kind of sad about that is that my last girlfriend was my only girlfriend. And I dated her when I was 18 years old. Um, it, I was with her for a year. And then, I mean, I, I kind of hung out with a couple girls, but, like, they weren't official dates. I met one girl, so it was two weeks. I dated her for two weeks, and then she she basically broke it off, and I don't know why. Uh, so, in other words, I've only had one girlfriend, and that was a long time ago. And now I'm 35, still single, one girlfriend on my list. If I had a girlfriend list, it's one girlfriend. I don't know anyone who keeps a list of girlfriends. Uh, not me, but... Yeah, so one girlfriend and none since. And honestly, I'm a bachelor. I have my own house, my own mortgage, drinking a lot of beer every okay. night. Uh, and I actually enjoy being single. So it kind of reminds me of, uh, sorry, i got to keep this brief, but um, relationship status, I guess, is what the advice would be. Uh, what did you do to get your girlfriend and what? kind of girlfriend advice do you have and whoever your guest is if this is put on the air so thank you very much and peace out you made it on the air buddy um i i kind of was like surprised when you said you like being single but i get it Mm -hmm. there are plus being single there is the freedom but that was to your question my problem like a lot of uh people i was like i like keeping my options open um not to say no one's good enough, but kind of like, how do you decide? So to answer your question, I think if you're with someone that you that you, you like and you see potential, I think it's very wise if you're interested in having that kind of rela- relationship where someone knows you for your flaws but still loves you, which is the eventual, you know, I would say goal, uh, you, you kind of have to gamble. It's with, I feel like with love and good relationships, it's, it's half oh, all this stuff is, is there and it's great, and half, I'm just going to go for it. You, yeah. There's never been a time in my life where I'm like, oh my God, I'm so in love with this person. I'll die without them. Uh, I have to keep them in my life. Except my first girlfriend in high school, that it was definitely like I fell head over heels and it was, it was not, I was not ready for that kind of feeling. And I feel like in a, in a lot of ways, I kind of cloaked myself against that with anyone else. Um, though I did have you know, uh, a girlfriend in college and a girlfriend who lived in Chicago. When I got to LA, I had new girlfriends. I would just date or hook up or whatever. And yeah, it was fun, but it was also a very kind of dark and lonely time because I wasn't taking care of myself, drinking a lot of beers every night, like yourself. in your own house. Yeah, <laughs> because you can. And you're not really paying attention. First off, that's not very healthy and it's not good for your outlook. You should limit mm-hmm. it to a couple days. 
and a couple beers if you can. Um, you know, I, I like to drink, but I also love being sober. I love the feeling, you know. Um, I like waking up not feeling uh, like a chainsaw's in my head. Um, and and I have someone who likes to have a good time, but she's also, she was there when she's like, you got too fucked up last night, you know? And mm. it, it got me to the point where I kind of, I started scaling down and I still have my, my moments and stuff, but case in point, we're in New York. In Portland, Oregon, where I'm from in New York, I would always go, let's party anytime I was here. And like, <laughs> I would chase the dragon. I'd be like, come on, one more bar, one more. And I'm not like that anymore, but even now, you know, she's affected from those days where we'll go out and be like, she'll be like, I don't want to go anywhere else. I'm like, neither do I. Let's let's go, <laughs> let's go drink some wine and go watch shitty TV and drink water, you know, because it's just it's nice to not like if I didn't have her, I wouldn't be taking care of myself. I think I probably would. But it's just you, you kind of you got to, you know, like like Robin Williams always said, you have to be prepared for luck as a performer. So get all your ducks in a row if you can write some stuff, get good and, and hope for the best. Cause a lot, a huge part of it is luck. I do think that's true for relationships too. You yeah. want to have, uh, you want to have it going on a little bit. You want this person to be like, oh, he's not getting as fucked up as these other guys at this party. He's, he's interesting. He's got, oh, he has something he has to do tomorrow. That's cool. You know, like he's, 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 he's working or whatever. The fact you have a mortgage is huge. I didn't yeah. have a mortgage until I was in my forties. Not that you need a mortgage, but you know, I mean, I, I, I'd say just make some adjustments and decide, you got to decide what you want. And yeah. I don't think 35 is old personally. No. I don't think you should be in your head and only having one girlfriend, who cares? Yeah. Right. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you haven't had one. It doesn't matter if you've never had sex. It doesn't matter. All we have is the future. You, you, yeah. you, you know, who cares? So it's really, anyway. it's really hard. Uh, to exist in this world, right? Where every where everything is screaming at you that you, you should conform and you should be like everyone you see on television uh -huh. um, or read in books or see in the news. Like, like there's only a couple of ways of, of being a person and we're, yeah. you know, we're slowly um, becoming accepting of, of different lifestyles. Yeah. Thankfully, finally. Yeah. And um, yeah. if you if you like being single, I, I would say, you know, I, I mean, I, I like I like Matt's advice. Like if, if you, you know, if you want to pair off, that's great. If you don't, don't don't worry about it. Yeah, um, it, it it seems like you are worried about it. So so yeah. then follow Matt's advice. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just gonna say catfish. Catfish, <laughs> the right lady. Yeah. It's it's it it works. I, <laughs> she suggests it because it works. I'm also like I, conflicted I because my dream, like after I I always joke with Adam. It's like if we ever break up or you tragically pass away, I'm just gonna become a single novelist. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be <laughs> oh. by myself. I'm just gonna write novels all day. I'm gonna sip coffee. I don't even yes. drink coffee, but that but that in the future I will. Yes. Yeah, I, I have a friend who she was married, now divorced, um, really loves being, uh, she, you know, she writes, she does comedy, but loves just renting this apartment and doing kind of whatever she wants and kind of living 
I mean, she's my age, but living like a, a 60 year old, let's just say shut in socialite in a way. Sure. <laughs> wow. Like, so be like, I'm writing for this show, but I'm working remotely. I think I'm going to live in Manhattan. I have a place I've rented. It's yeah. kind of like that's always been what she wants to do. And I think, you know, she might reach a point where she'll start dating again, I think, but it's kind of like yeah. right now it's like, yeah, that's, there are pluses to just being, you know, a lone gun. I, I dig being on the road by myself. And I, after like a couple of days, I miss my wife. And now I have this amazing daughter. It's I'm, I'm already kind of preparing myself to just don't drive yourself crazy. Don't get too sentimental. You know, I mean, being a parent is it's fucking stupid. Like I'll hear a baby cry on a plane and be like, Oh, I miss my kid. Like what? No one likes hearing. This is, it's just, it's this emo. It's this, it's a physical thing that you're like, this is dumb. You know, like I should not have it. This reaction. I've heard, of, I've heard of women lactating spontaneously at the uh, hearing a cry. What's the male equivalent? Is it just like getting really pumped to like pick up a baby, pr protect oh, a I wanna, baby? I, I want to go help it. You know, I I want to go. What you know? What's wrong? It's like get away from my kid, you monster. <laughs> I, I will say though, like I I flew with her from uh, L.A. to New York by myself, and it was like. I've never had this, I've never had an assistant, but I had like five. Everyone in the plane in my section was like, you got to pee? I'll hold her. What do you need? Uh, Snacks? You know, because everyone's, everyone thinks you're gonna, you're, you're terrified, which you are. And the mom's not around. So you're not, that's the ultimate level of comfort. You know, if she's just freaking out, there's nothing I can do. I've changed her, I've fed her. It's like, hand her to mom, you know, the holiest of holies. She's not with me. But thankfully, Rose is pretty chill. But it was it was pretty funny how all the flight attendants were like, someone's like, I need a drink. Like, I'm with a baby, sir. Can you just, <laughs> I think you're fine. You've had five drinks. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and we've lost. She just, she, uh, oh, she left. She's, she's coming back. I think she's she, asthma attack. Asthma attack. I have no fucking clue what's going on oh. with my body. Keep this in. Yeah, well, keep this in, cut this out, whatever you want to do. Cool. You want to embarrass I, we, me, go for it. No, no, I we, we did it. We did it. We did the damn thing. Uh, so this is this is perfect. Is there, it, I always say, like, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, obviously, Left Handed Radio, checking out everybody. It's hilarious. Yes, thank um, you. And anything yeah. you want to bring people's attention to? Um, you know, we always have friends who are doing stuff and, and, and usually when people plug, they plug themselves and, and um, you know, we, we have left-handed radio. That's, that's, you go to the website, everything's there. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're looking for content, um, I always like to recommend uh, a podca podcast called Ruined um, uh, with Hallie, Hallie Kiefer and Allison Leiby. It's yeah. very funny. It's about um, horror movies and, and Hallie spoils them for Allison, who's too terrified to watch them. Um, yeah. Our friends, uh, Frank Hale and Jeff Garlock do a horror podcast called The Canon Canon, where they review Canon films. Yeah. That's really fun. Oh. I don't know um, that one. I know I know Ruined. I'm friends with both of those gals, and, and, and I, I love that podcast. I'm a huge horror nut, and my wife yeah. does not watch them at all. So I'm like, <laughs> I space them out. I have to watch them in, you know, when she's out of the house or something, and the baby sleeps. Right. But, but that that's right my eye. I did not know about the canon canon though. I will check. Oh out. yeah, you'll love you'll it's, love it's, it. Yeah, it, you know, ruined uh, is a powerhouse. Canon canon is is a, a newer show, I think. Or, yeah. You know, um, 
what else? Dude That's Fucked Up has been a really favorite show of mine recently. <laughs> it's, it's hosted by two, two uh, brilliant women. Um, uh, and it's just about like, you know, fucked up history stuff mm, like it nice. it's a it's a format that's very common but i've never heard it with just like two two broy female friends yeah oh I'm, I'm so into that i the only podcast i listen to like that is the dollop and yes. uh uh you know that's just because you have one guy who doesn't know what's going on you know it's it's the <laughs> hook i used to love i don't even think he makes any more uh savage history which was great but it was also incredibly depressing because yeah. it, it put a lot of weight on the human suffering caused by humanity itself and its expansion. And I'm just like, Ugh. like I would listen to like a three hour podcast about the Mongols and be like, Oh God, oh, <laughs> so much ra rape and murder. You know, you're just yeah. like, <laughs> so I, I like the dude that's fucked up spin that you can kind oh, of, sure. yeah. I mean, it. it's, it's less well-researched. You know, it's, oh, it's, good. it's just like, oh, well, a fun topic. Um, no such thing as a fish is better, is, is well-researched, but it's that, that mm. is a, it's a British trivia show. Yes. yes. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just, I like my little shows. I like my little old, old socialite shut-in shows, uh, my stories. I, your stories, I, I commend you on just barfing out all these other people's podcasts for people to check out that's very uh uh you know admirable of you most, most people are just like uh you know check me out i got a that's website true. and uh you know my oh my patreon my patreon is uh you want to put in you know do you trust me you want to do the 25 dollar tier 25 bucks a month <laughs> to get access to me and me and all of me for 25 yeah so. Well, we're, you know, the show is about helping, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't, people haven't been that selfish, to be honest, but it's like, you know, they do kind of just only promote things they're involved with that have, have their direct benefit to them. So that's, that's very cool of you. Um, oh, thank you. As you do. Adam, anything to throw on the pile? Yeah. Are you going to be selfish? <laughs> I might be. be. Selfish. There's a... Be selfish. Be there's another uh, podcast that I do very briefly. It's a, sh uh, a show called The F Plus, which reads stuff from the internet. Um, so, you know, Yelp, uh, one star reviews of great movies oh. on IMDb, uh, yeah. really gross stuff people post on their, you know, erotic fan fiction sites, stuff nice. you can get publicly and it's read with goofy voices and stuff. And uh, I, we met those folks because we were in a... <laughs> podcast reality show and 10, years, uh, ten ago. years ago that's a whole other episode matt <laughs> yeah a whole other episode uh but yeah i selfishly will plug this big co podcast collective that I'm, I'm very lucky to be a part of that's awesome that's great i mean it's back to like our, our our first caller it's just about getting with people who have you know a similar mm -hmm. uh, chemistry and a similar mindset and that aren't you know taking it too seriously and you can do this for any kind of art it doesn't have to be comedy it doesn't have to be performative you know could be food yes could be uh visual art you know could poker be... is an uh, um I, the whole time i was thinking of poker because um annie duke has a book out called thinking in bets it's been around for a few years but okay. she talks about having a brain trust like if you want to get good at anything a sport an art yeah you you have to you know play against the best 
mm -hmm. hopefully your friends who'll give you constructive criticism and all yeah. that. So I just think of the brain trust and, and yeah. her. I, I had a friend in Chicago who was just phenomenally good at pool and I would just play with him <laughs> sometimes and I went from being shitty to being decent, you know, because I played with Tony and he's one of those guys who like, <laughs> I grew up going to bars and everyone danced and I can't dance. So I'd play pool. That's how he got it. You know. Interesting. <laughs> you didn't learn how to dance from your dance friends. Yeah. And he's black. So, you know, you'd, <laughs> you'd think. Let's end okay. on this. Is this a callback to the to the fifties commie thing? You don't have to dance, I, son. You can just actually, play. Pool. It is because I catfished you as a racist person, which I am not. <laughs> I'm going on the record. Um, well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Did you have fun? I had a blast oh, getting to know yes, you. Yes, this so was great. Fun. It yeah. was so great to meet you and to be on your show. This is wonderful. Cool. Okay, glad. I'm glad you guys had had fun. Thanks again. Appreciate you guys. That was fantastic. What a great pair, man. Uh, and great calls for advice thanks again mighties if uh you have something you're you're having trouble dealing with or you have a weird question or something to share give us a call 323-763-0228 that's 323-763-0228 got some great guests coming up thanks this might help with matt bronger was created and hosted by me matt bronger produced by outer circle media executive producers matt kleinschmidt and robert kelly for the laugh button podcasts